2: Hello and welcome once again to Swinging from the Hips, your place for your cricketing fix. And we're up to episode number 14, going along nicely there. And tonight on Swinging from the Hips, we'll be looking at the second test between England and the West Indies. We'll also look at the preview, sort of the third test coming up. There's not a lot of information out about it at the moment, but we'll have a look at it. And um, we'll have a look, Gander, at the 3TC. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's welcome the lads. We've got Taryn back with us today. How are we all doing today?
0: We're good. Oh, good, good. Man, it is good time. We
2: speak at once, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> good to have you back again, Taryn. And uh, yeah, it yeah, will be good not. to see you popping in now when you can.
1: No, absolutely not. Good to be back. Good to come back on and talk cricket for an hour.
2: No, that's cool. Awesome. All right, well, we'll head right into it with Rohit with uh, This Week in Cricket, and Rohit, This Week in Cricket.
0: Hello, everybody. So just a couple of birthdays of note for This Week in Cricket. Uh, July 18th, 1949, DK Lilly, Dennis Keith Lilly, celebrating his birthday. And July 23rd, 1953, one of England's uh, finer batsmen, Graham Gooch, so those are the couple of birthdays that we've sort of mustered up this week, and um, just a few other things on the history side. July 18th, back in 2019, Zimbabwe became the first full member country to be suspended due to government interference. I uh, Don't know too much more about that at the moment, but um, one of the colleagues might bring that and know a bit more about, about it than me. And uh, what else we've got? Only 10 men have scored 100 and taken a hat-trick in the same match. Mike Proctor has done it twice and did it for the something time on the 18th of July. (laughs) uh, We're missing something in there, aren't we? (laughs) And um, July 19th, 93, the last – this was the uh, beefy Ian Bertham's last first-class cricket match, and it was against the old foe, the Australians for the Poms. it wasn't a successful uh, outing for Beefy, but just like every other player wanting to be the wicketkeeper, keeper, having to be the keeper for the last over of the match, and he did it without any keeping gear on. So that's how he finished his career. July 20th, now, after the, uh, in 81, actually. Now, this is interesting because um, English slipped out to 500 to 1 odds to beat Australia in Headingley in the Ashes Test. And this is where Beefy came to the fore, scoring 145 from 149 balls to put England back in the picture after following on. Then, Bob Willis stole the day and took eight for 43. And um, there, there was a couple of punts put on in that game by the Australians taking that 500-1 to 1 odds, thinking that they'd win that game, and um, they ended up being the losers. <laughs> now... July 20th, 2017. Uh, this is an interesting one. I don't know if any one of us would have been able to manage this, but Hummel Preak, uh, how do you pronounce that? Core, with a dislocated finger, back pain, and a hamstring strain, scored 171 runs off 115 balls. And this was in a World Cup semi final against Australia. Uh, and she led her team to victory. Her first 50 was off 64 balls, second 50 off 26, and that third 50 off 17 balls. So the pain must have been getting more aggravating, so she just wanted to go and smash it. (laughs) Now, (laughs) uh, July 22nd, couple left here. Now, one of the great off-spinners there, uh, um, Meryl Litherin, and on 22nd July 2010, with his final ball in Test cricket, he took his 800th wicket. And bearing in mind, he started that test on 792 test wickets. So that was a really great outcome for him in his final test. That's a lot of burping going on in the background. Um, (laughs) You can hear it in my ears. (laughs) Now, lastly, July 23rd, here's some dirt. Mark Atherton picking up some dirt and putting it in his pocket, nearly losing his job over this. Um to help the bowlers get reverse swing by applying it on the ball.
1: Now, hey, that wasn't might be a... allowed now. Huh?
0: That,
1: that might, might be allowed. allowed
0: that, no, yeah. It might be allowed
1: now. It might There's be, a... wouldn't it? There's no contamination but... there.
0: No, and the thing was, I mean, it was not illegal to put the dirt in his pocket. It was just the mere fact of rubbing it on the ball. <laughs> so there we have it this week in history.
2: No, nah, thank you for that. And yeah, this uh, rather... <laughs> interesting um I'll just go back to this is like I- I'm getting old and I couldn't imagine playing with a dislocated finger back pain and a hamstring injury to score
0: 170
1: odd getting old when you said you started when you started with I'm getting old I thought you're gonna justify your
2: burping in the back <laughs> <Me too. laughs> don't, don't don't throw it on me man nobody knows who did it <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Rohit, for that this yeah. week in history. And um, we'll move on uh, quickly, quickly onto the news this week. And in the news this week, yep, the uh, West Indies uh, managed to do old-fashioned calypso-collapso to hand England the second test at Old Trafford. And we'll get into that straight after the news this week. We will look into that a bit more in depth. New Zealand cricket followed up at South Island winter camp with a North Island winter camp. Held at Mount Monganoi, both men's and women's teams were in the camp, just as they had at Lincoln. And uh, they had the North Island players going to the North Island one, South Island players going to the South Island one. Don't want, got to keep them segregated. And an interesting one: uh, nine Bangladesh players have resumed training with a catch. but That's why it's interesting. They can only train one at a time with their trainer/slash coach. So that's. Two individuals having to use separate facilities, so even those two people can't use the same facilities, and they have to maintain distancing while they're practicing. AB DeVilliers took the Eagle, uh, AB Eagles, sorry, took home the gold medal in the Solidarity Cup in the first ever 3TC match between the Eagles, the Kingfishers, and the Kites. And we'll go into more detail about how the 3TC match operates and what 3TC is. After the review of the uh, second test and the preview of the third, ICC met this week and finally made a decision. We all knew they were going to make anyway over a month ago. That is, they have postponed the T20 World Cup in Australia. The Women's ODI World Cup in New Zealand is still on the cards for February 2021. And that's sort of like just just in case we don't get to get we run out of time to talk about that further. Just um, at the moment, no decisions been made apart from the fact that the Twenty. 20- 20 T20 World Cup has been postponed to 2021 and the 2021 version to 2022. Now Australia was going to host it this year, India next year. They haven't decided what order they're going to host it in and um as I said we'll go into that more in detail if we get a chance towards the end of the show. There's some good news for Pakistan um with their tour of England with Mohammad emir now available for the tour. He had withdrawn from the tour for the birth of their second child, but it looks like he's gotten a pass and uh, he will be joining the uh, Pakistani tour team after he's finished his quarantining. Now he'll be replacing Harris Ralph, who has tested positive for COVID-19 twice. Now I don't know whether he recovered and got COVID again or whether he had COVID once and he's just failed the test multiple times. Now we're all familiar with failing tests, aren't we guys? So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> we go back to our school days so that was the weekend news
0: I was wondering what you
2: mean <laughs> we never failed anything did we no right. straight C student straight C, straight C student <laughs> Mr Average <laughs> no All righty. well as, as we've mentioned in the news this week uh, West Indi- England and West Indies took um, took play a uh, went to Old Trafford to play the second test, uh, Old Trafford and Manchester, and will, um, unfortunately for the West Indies, they couldn't follow up their great form in the first, and um, really sort of, England sort of, uh, especially with a day washed out, cruising to a victory. What was your initial thoughts, guys, on that test match?
0: Yeah, um, I'll start there. Look, um, I actually just caught up with the result at the end, And I was actually quite shocked because I did know that it had a rained out day in there or two. Um, So the weather did intervene. And I was like, really? How the heck did the Windies lose that match? So once I actually opened it up and had a look at the scoreboard and a a bit of commentary there, and I was like, wow, it's the old Calypso Calypso, That's for sure. And the Ben Ben Stokes show, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like it was a good start by the West Indies. They actually did have England. I mean, they weren't teetering or anything, but they were making progress at eighty-one for three. And then it was that two hundred and sixty-run partnership, probably a signature of this Test between Sibley and Stokes, that put an end to that and basically put um, England on the front foot um, from that point on.
0: Yep, exactly. So, I mean, uh, Super Stokes. He might. He's going to probably end up being one of their greatest um all rounders in time in my in my view. Um yeah, just amazing what that man can do. He even opened That's, the second innings,
2: didn't he? He opened the second innings as well and we'll we'll get onto that in a sec. And um I'll just yeah. bring up the scoreboard if, and we can uh just get that going in a sec. There we go. And there's the scoreboard there. So Ben Stokes in that first innings 176. It's um sort of not a bad strike rate there for a first innings, especially when England were in trouble there for a short period. And um Dom Sibley, hundred and twenty opening the batting for England. Yeah. Oh but
1: that I mean that's that's quite a um good partnership, obviously. You no know, it goes without saying. But it also goes to show that innings aside, West Indies weren't too bad. Yeah, granted, you probably don't want to let Dom Best get 31 at the back end of an innings. Yep. But other than Dom Best and Butler's 40 and those two big scores, there's nothing off note. I mean, even just Butler's 40 is just standard keeper's innings. Yep. But you'd think a 30 from Best and, you know, that kind of just it gets a bit niggly towards the back end after you've done a bit of time in the dirt. But other than those two, yeah, West Indies weren't actually as poor As the scoreline might suggest in the first innings,
2: you're sort of you're you're right there. I mean, like when when you look at the very the scorecards, you're taking Sibley's and Stokes' scores out of their picture, and then Stokes in the second innings again. They're very similar scorecards um, to the two West Indies innings.
1: And yeah, and and that's what I suppose um, you know, coaches or yeah, coaches ask you to do, or selectors ask people to do, is they um, go on to get big scores. And that's exactly yep. what these two have done. You know, you kind of get a start, and you kick on and make it. a turn into a hundred or a big hundred to give you be that difference between the two sides. And that's that's exactly what it turned out to be. So, yeah, no shame in it. But again, not yeah, surprising.
2: That's the note that I've got. Again, I mean, like, it's it's something that's a, a trend from the first test for the West Indies as well is that they really need someone in their um, side because, look, when you look at that first innings, you had Braithwaite with 75, Brooks with 68, Chase with 51. We'll look at the scorecard in a sec. But, I mean, they need, they need somebody to actually go on and um, uh, to, to to make, to make a point. big hundred, don't they? Mm. To basically to, to, to put the West Indies on a front foot in a dominating position. They yeah. had three. They
1: were, you know, the they were, what were they on? They were on eighty for hundred and ten or so at the end of lunch at the start of lunch. Oh, right. when they went into lunch for two, having mm-hmm. lost the opener the night before and then losing out Al- Alzari Joseph, the night watchman. Yep. So they were yep. in a strong position. They were and in a strong got, position. And then they got to two twenty odd for four or 250 for five, whatever they might be. They, they were actually they were 100... That, position.
2: Yeah, they were 199 for four, which is, again, not a bad position.
1: Yeah, and, and then they lost their fifth one at 242. So you know they were 242 for four at one point.
2: Yep. And yep. again,
1: they got starts, and that's the difference, right? You got you got blokes, yeah, well, 75, you can live with that. But the big culprits you're probably going to point the fingers at is Hope, who's had a very quiet series, Brooke, and Chase. Those three, having got, done the hard work to throw it away, there's probably a difference of 100 runs at least.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: And Blackwood, you know, anyone can miss out. Blackwood's and Dowridge's, but then, and it's been documented that Holder's battling with the bat. He's batting seven and eight. The dude's got a couple of test hundreds. He's got a double hundred. Yep. He probably needs to be fronting up a bit more as a skipper at the back.
2: Yep, yeah, and he'll be disappointed because we know as as we've talked about um previously last week again, this West Indies team isn't really a team that's got like real a full-on of a term a Ben Stokes star. They're very much a team team where everybody pitches in and does does a role, um pulls the team out of a hole when they need to and the like. So I think um Holder will be disappointed as he sees himself as being that leader that sort of brings that out of the rest of the team by his performances.
1: Yeah. Um the disappoint I think the disappointing fact for them would be Campbell at the top. Top, yep. He's he's missed out on four occasions now. He he I really like the look of him. Like he looks he looks decent. Yep. He looks like he looks like somebody you'd think, oh, he'll probably should score a few more runs than he has so far but it is england. Mm. But yeah, so he he's been found out a little bit which has allowed them to kind of get open up an end early and Shaho um from red bull stats haven't been flashed anyway which means he's exposed against the newer rock um that just opens up everyone all the way down oh, it's just cascading effect. Yeah, then you get to all chase and you've got he's got a got a good record but then come next week Archer might return and Chase's short ball shortcomings have been well documented, so they're probably going to pepper him as well.
2: Yep. I <clears <clears throat> throat> Sorry, I just my throat. Um, just, just going back to the um, England's first innings and um, just looking at the bowling for the um, West Indies. So it's great to have you on the show because I can ask you this question. <laughs> you got Sir Roston Chase who's picked up a FIFA, but it's cost him one hundred and seventy-two, and he's gone at quite an expensive economy rate as well. How do, you, how do you feel? Do you still feel elated that you picked up a fiFA or Would you sort of think, "Well, oh, great, I picked up five wickets, but it's not a great exactly a performance to write home about."
1: Um, oh, I think you'd be stoked, wouldn't you?
2: You'd mate, be stoked. Getting five wickets, know, mate.
1: <laughs> you got a FIFA. You yeah. your name goes on the honest board yeah yep but he's got seven wickets in this competition you know he's picked up crucial wickets in the um um in the test gone by where he got a two for in the first test now he's got a five for he's got a bowling average of 34 which is healthy for a off spinner yep and then his strike rate is 59 i think shane war like, I'm making a comparative here, but it's no, by no means a comparative. Shane Moore's career strike rate was 60. So what I'm okay. trying to say is, yep. um, it's not as if he's had to bowl endless amounts of overs or go for plenty of runs. You know, he did a job.
2: Sure. Mm. Yep. And I, yep. I suppose one, another area that the West Indies will want to look at is, um, is, is their drop catches. Dom simply um, dropped twice before 50. And... Um, Stokes before 50 as well. That sort of came back to really hurt them, didn't it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Well, your
1: so Yeah, yeah I, I remember for the first time, it was the 92 World Cup when it first um, came into my life. You know, you hear the commentators go, oh, catches win matches. Catches win mm-hmm. matches when they had the classic catch competition in the 92 World Cup and they used to show old catches. And that whole yep. ad that catches win matches, well, if you don't win matches, it, it definitely costs you matches. Yep. <laughs> you know, <he's> <laughs> definitely cost you. you that, but it will cost
2: you, games. Yep, wow. absolutely. Yeah, uh, Stokes
0: went and scored 170 or after that, you know, that's definitely um put you on the back foot then when you put a player down when they're under 50.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard. The second innings was, oh, you're in a hiding to nothing when you go down against two guys that are well-known... Oh, yeah, a couple of guys are well-known white ball players around the world, feared white ball players, and then they get a chance to face a hard new ball with no the zero consequence. Mm-hmm. You know, for um, for Stokes to play the way he did, it's not a surprise. And once batters start mm-hmm. getting into that zone, it's become very hard to be, um, oh, look at it. contain them. You almost yep. have to attack
2: them. Detect them, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's no surprise. But I was stoked to see um, Kima Roach get a couple of poles after all his hard yards over there. Pointing.
2: <laughs> this is like he basically yeah picked up um, two two fifty. But you look at Kima Roach, and really, I mean, in in the match, you'd say he's the one that was putting the most amount of pressure on. They were paying him a lot of respect. They weren't actually taking a lot of runs off him.
1: Yeah, I, I followed the test match closely for both tests. Mm-hmm. And um, he's gone and put Little just over two runs and over. Uh, yeah, his RPO has been two, which is pretty good considering he's carrying that team. He So, you know, it shows that he's not just bowled negatively. He's actually looked to get the ball to swing. He's tried to make things happen, create chances, and get he's also managed to keep, Keep a lid on things. He's bought 80 overs so far. I that's looked that's up a big workload. 80 overs. The top four bowlers, you got Jason Holder has bowled 78 overs. Yep. Shannon Gabriel is one shy of 70 overs, so he's 69.5. Roach has bowled 80, so the three quicks are bowled 80. In comparison, the next highest bowling overs from an Englishman is... Uh, It's a SEMA is Stokes uh, at
2: 52. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's, a serious workload, serious workload, and that's where sort of like, um, oh geez, I've forgotten the um, assistance coach's um name actually. Sorry, but um, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, he basically was making a comment during the week. He actually feels that um, they're, they're still doing fine. Um, they were back into the nets um, for their first net session after the end of the second test, um, bowling again. And uh, the only thing they've been doing is putting their feet up outside of the nets. But he doesn't seem to be too concerned about the workload that his bowling quartet have been going through.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys, uh, I, it's only one test, and God knows when the next... Um, set of cricket games are going to come from right in the under yeah. this mm-hmm. climate they're probably banking on going for broke that's um, it
2: just just, just just run your body to the end because as you say you're going to have plenty of time to recover
1: yeah and it's a great opportunity to kind of put England down in England which they haven't done since I think sometime in the late 80s or early 90s
2: yeah we had that last week but I um, so haven't got unfortunately lost that um, statistic that we uh, brought up the, the last time they actually won a test series in the UK or in England. They won um, a
1: lot of single games. Like in yes. Game. I think yes. They, tend, they tended to go on to a 2-1 loss on most occasions. Have you had a look at the second innings? We need to have a look at the second yep, innings. we're looking at the, bringing
2: the second innings up right now. So basically, um, England go into the second innings. They're looking for quick runs. So they actually opened up with Stokes and Butler. Now it didn't quite work out for Butler. He went cheaply, but Stokes, um, following up on his first innings heroics with a seventy-eight or 50, 57 balls, really sort of setting setting things up nicely for England.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just gave them that um, opportunity with the second new ball, didn't he?
2: Yeah, oh, that's allowed it. them,
1: you know, go early. So taken by, and the second new ball, so they can dip into the second new ball. So yeah,
2: It's just like i just but it's interesting coming back to that the, the second inning scorecard for England is like you the comment that you made earlier you take certain peoples scores out again with ben Stokes and you look at the rest of the runs there obviously root, root um made some quick runs before being run out but nobody else is making the the big score or making those runs there, there it's it's a couple of uh, one player for England or two players for England that uh, made this made the runs in the Test match. The rest of them, pretty much on par as the West Indians. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just the cream um.
0: rising to the top in the way, isn't it?
2: Mm. So it, it, yeah, I was sort of like so. I was sort of like what they came in. They um, batted for about an hour on that last day. We had um, one day washed out, and that would have given the West Indies a bit of hope in terms of drawing the Test match. I th- would have thought but um it seems that wasn't good enough and the fact that uh, two and a half sessions was enough to bowl the wind windies out
1: mm. yeah look
2: I, I don't think I,
1: I don't think professional cricketers look at it that way they're pretty anything they kind of fear um these breakdowns and um, just stoppages in play and everything they're kind of used to routine and they can they understand how the game runs like clockwork right but as soon as these Little things start go getting thrown into the game, it does throw a bit of a spanner in the works and which means you have to be all that more ready and on the money. Like people think, oh cool, a day's washed out, but that pitch is also sat under the covers for a day. Yep. So there's probably likely to be a bit more life than usual compared to a sunny day. A days washed out, that means it's had eight less hours of traffic or six hours less. Of foot traffic on it which means it's probably not as dry it's not as you know it's not cracking up and whatever else So the way the place changes
2: what yeah, no, that's that's, good. and that's why it's great to have you back on the show with that sort of <laughs> yeah. insight into it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it sitting sitting on the couch, you sort of think you'd be going, "Yeah, we got to save the test match," and I've taken a day off, take taking a day out of that equation. So, um, mm. but as you're right, you can, so basically, it, it's not an easy thing to mentally switch on and mentally switch back on, uh, off and on, on and off. Um yeah. You you want to get into a rhythm and you like the flow of a of a, of a full day's play. Wind downs at the end, warm ups in the morning, going through to a full day's play again. And you yeah, like that I sort know. of continuity.
1: I think the big thing um, with this test match, and myself included, we're like, West well, Indies aren't really used to going one up overseas, right? They're not used to going up one up. Yep. And mm. hunters like myself included were like, oh, okay, well, they're going to blow that lead because they probably got there by luck or they they got lucky there kind of attitude with root going away with his baby and all of that they got lucky there that's the attitude we have as punters yep i reckon these smaller nations probably feel that inherently like subconsciously probably don't feel that they deserve to go too up or they'll start worrying oh dear we've used up our luck yep you know reality is going to hit around the corner
2: wound up that rubber band
1: And then on the flip side, you've probably got the Englishman going, oh, we've all seen these guys fall over before. We've seen these guys fall over before, boys. All we need is 60-odd overs. The new ball will do the trick, hang in there. So, you know, it's the other side of the body language as well. They are genuinely believing in it. These guys are second-guessing themselves, and that's enough to create a bit of momentum. And then things start going downhill pretty quickly.
0: It's the mental side of the game, though, right, Aaron?
1: Yeah.
2: So speaking of the yeah, mental you know. side of the game I mean like just to Aaron with this comment there so like negative mode of trying to play out a day instead of playing normally yeah what I mean like you go back you know we're talking old style cricket versus new style cricket old days they shut up shop you know their term shut up shop and you basically just block block and block until um, you've seen the whole day out I remember for for the for New Zealand. The great one is Mark Greatbatch and Martin Snedden at the Wacker, where they basically the two of them battered out a day when New Zealand were in trouble. That doesn't seem to be the in the mentality at all of a modern day cricketer, does it? Or is it still there? Mm,
1: I think there are your guys like Kane Williamson and them. You know, the true greats. They have yep. the ability, and not the ability, but they had the mental capacity to soak it up and just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy defending. But we're talking about, you know, the cream of the crop and the rest of them. Yep. Right. So, and a lot of West Indians have a lot of flair to their style. And with that comes a few, exposing some of their, yeah, technical deficiencies as well. Yep. So they are probably... Um, easier to expose compared to maybe like a Indian side. But having said that, India has been cut open a, on more than a few occasions overseas as well in a yeah. session or two because yep. there's a lot of white ball cricket play. People have a – I wonder if that just – um, the, well, your attention span is probably no more, like not as long it's, as it's it not, used
2: to be. Well, it hasn't had the training, has it? It's not yeah. the attention, it's not had the training because you're playing that fast, fast, fast game all the time.
1: And yeah, like, so you're, you've are you gone from playing one day cricket here and there where a boundary every few overs was good enough to playing T20 cricket where a boundary every few balls is good enough to playing T10 cricket where a boundary every second ball is needed. <laughs> so you're itching to hit the ball, right? You're kind yep. of <clears throat> trained to hit the ball and feel the ball on back, and you start. Second guessing where your stumps are, so you want to feel for the ball and try and play at balls so that you don't need to play at, and then your outside edge gets exposed. Come next innings, you're wanting to leave a lot of balls because you don't want to, your outside edge to get exposed, and you're showing your stumps and getting LBW balls. And yeah, it's not it's not easy.
2: Yep, and and is that is that a leading to um a, too much um T Twenty cricket?
1: No, is that, is that... no, 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 not at all. Not at all. That's definitely not what I'm trying to lean at. Um, yep. Definitely not. Um, no, it's definitely not what I'm trying to go towards because if you look at the West Indian side, hardly any one of them, I don't think anyone, is you go through the betting order, I don't think anybody plays T20 cricket around the world.
2: They're None of playing them. the CPL.
1: No, I don't think so. I think they're they're playing, all, they're surely they're playing the CPL. I don't think they're starting um, stars. <laughs> I've seen a wee bit of CPL. I mean, the timing doesn't align with us, but uh, yeah, none of the names just spring to mind.
2: Yeah, right, right. Mm. I was like, I, I suppose just um just bringing it back to a bit of um England as well. Who, uh, who um just was Stuart Broad. Um, you'd have to be yeah. happy if you're Stuart Broad. Um. You come, you left, I mean, no no player likes to be left out. I know they've got a rotation, but even explaining a rotation, no player likes to be left out. So for him to come in and get three wickets in the first, three wickets in the second, he'd be pretty happy with his um, return, wouldn't he? Especially with, he took some pretty crucial wickets in that second innings as well.
1: Yeah, he's got that knack, eh? Yep. He's got that ability and he's got that confidence too. He's cut Australia up on so many occasions. He's got that belief. In himself,
2: it's it's a good point you made about the fact that he's cut Australia up because that's why Australia tries to get inside his head, um, yeah. to to basically break him down so that he doesn't have that effect, and and it's, he's targeted because they know that he's um has that success against them.
1: He's got serious skill with the Duke ball and under English conditions, you know. So yeah, and he's he's got that strong belief. I was surprised to see. Them leaving him out, yeah. I think he's closing in on a milestone of some sort—400 test wickets or something.
2: Um, let's bring is that it, up. Actually, we can do that. Hang on, one moment, please. call it. We'll just wait for the interweb to.
1: Four oh one. I think he's got it. There it is. He's, four, he's on
2: five hundred. Five hundred. He's closing on five hundred test wickets. He's four ninety one.
1: Four ninety one. So he, there you go. He's on four ninety one. So he's
2: closing on. That's death Yes. So I mean, he's, you know,
1: he uh, is the highest um wicket taker as a fast bowler, I think. Because Campbell was Dave was 400 and something.
2: Oh, no, Glenn McGrath's over 500. Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. We'll forgive you. <laughs> I said fast bowler. <laughs> <Fastball. laughs> <laughs> Not a
1: very accurate, accurate fast bowler.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just uh quickly I, I suppose looking at the West Indies second innings um you, you got a Blackwood again and he seems to be a second innings player after his 95 in that first test um Brooks with his 62 and and Holder sort of he'll be happy that he finally got some runs under his belt and um but again I suppose it was that you wanted, you really wanted one of those players to to get that 100. And if they'd got that, you probably would have found the other batters probably would have had some good partnerships around that that player.
1: Yeah. Um but I yeah, I again, like I said, Campbell. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I really like the guy. I just I don't know. I just like the dude, I think. I just think yep. I I just wish it does well. Um, hope has been disappointing again. I, I had question marks over Brooks, and but I'm pretty snoy- like, stoked to see that he's got some runs. You know, you kind of want to back the underdogs, and you're like, oh, I don't really know this dude. doesn't look that hot. And then you're like, oh, cool, nice. I got to see you for an extended period of time. I've enjoyed your bat. Not many people don't enjoy West Indian's batting. You know, there's a lot of flair. There's a lot of style, There's a lot of oohs and ahs because they're either playing and missing or yep. trying their, you know, trying their heart out. All playing some really, really cool shots that you wish you could play. So, either way, I, it's fun.
2: I, it, it's, I know what you mean because one of the things that sticks in my head is actually not, not a player that's playing in this test match. In fact, it's a player that played a long time ago, Richie Richardson. And <laughs> and this is like a cover drive, and it wasn't a full 360. It was actually more like a 720. <laughs> that seems, you know, you have this impression in your head of his bat going 720 degrees to around in the dark. Um, mm. to, to hit his cover drive sort of thing. So um, no, I, I know what you mean in terms of yeah, all that flair what, that goes with it. The swagger as well. The sw- the, the flair and the swagger.
1: I don't know if this team has that swag, maybe Roach and a couple of the lads, but I think there's more swag in the no. West Indian and the English side than there is in any of the rest of the oh, uh, West Indian yep. boys. Yeah, you know, no, the but, swag,
2: swag goes back to the 80s, doesn't it? With the bridges.
1: Yeah. And comes, <laughs> success, breeds success. success breeds that success, you know. So, you see, boys haven't won a lot. So, I just well, they have won enough, but they haven't won as much as their predecessors. So, but yeah, Shamra, Shamra books, yeah. And it was nice to see him get some runs. I I don't know what they have in their squad that they could replace, so, replace have or yep. walk as an opener.
2: How, so how I it? it's,
0: it's a good opportunity. Oh, sorry, Rohit, you want to say something? I, I was going to say, Dowrich the keeper, he's he scored bugger all, and uh, Shea Hope's another keeper in the team, isn't he?
1: Is he? Is Shea Hope the keeper? Oh, he keeps yeah. in the wide ball, A. Eh?
0: Yeah. Do you think there's room for him to move into the keeping position and have less pressure lower down the order? Because well, he can bet, can
1: he? Yeah, oh, he can bet. Oh, yeah, look, not a bad shout, Because but then I was looking at the stats to compare and, yep. you know, Dowridge, he's he hasn't looked great. But yeah. his average and Butler's average is the same in the series. 20. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, so he Isn't looked good.
2: terrible, but... Yeah.
0: yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, ended he up with two ducks in him. the game. Well, yeah. bugger he had all, had so he was probably
2: unlucky. Yeah. He was actually quite a critical um, piece of the puzzle in the first test, Dowridge. Because mm. um, although the yeah. West Indies had had a good partnership um, but when he came in, if Dowrich had gone cheaply, um, I think the um, the dressing room would have got rather nervous. So um, he, I think he only got about twenty, but it was yeah, quite a crucial right. twenty that he actually did end up getting. I think he's a bit of a
1: wattling in their side. I think he's a bit of a quiet leader,
2: and he probably offers a bit more, like with surety right. and all that. So well, it, it's 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 a good discussion to have because we'll move into the preview of our third test starting on Let's Friday.
0: What about yep. the um? Can I just interrupt there? Because I'm looking well, at the bowling. Of course, you can interrupt. Interrupt away. The bowling in that second innings by the West Indies. Yes. You Knew they were going out for runs, and yet looking at those figures, they just got hammered.
2: Yeah, that's oh, I was for actually a just down the night. Yeah, it's a, again. Why wouldn't you come up with a plan of attack which limits the runs? Whether it's bowling one side of the wicket, stacking that side, and saying you play the other side of the field at risk, or you know, something that's very negative, but just bowling wide legs down leg side. Those are not going like to get caught so at the test match.
0: No, the 2021 <laughs> day cricket bowling economy rates, those.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Did- like I said earlier, it's it's a
2: lot easier said than done. Momentum is an amazing thing here. Like,
1: yeah. So, do you think, on,
2: so to me, yeah. from what you're saying, that that means that the senior leadership and the management actually missed the trick here and the fact that mm-hmm. they should have been looking at these plans and say okay how are we going to limit the damage here and what tactics are we going to apply
1: oh believe me they would have talked about it 100 yep. they would have talked about it a couple of them would have even been dreading going on oh, no here comes Stokes. you know and they yep. would have come up with their own plans but when there's no consequence on it like when got. I mean, Stokes has got nothing to worry about, and he's got all the skill in the world. He's always going to do that. You need the things to go your way. like, Or you have to be quite gutsy and bowl a slow ball and land it. The ball would have been quite new as well. Yep. yep. So, and slow balls probably weren't sticking like they needed to. So it would have been a half a decent new ball, right? And that's soon you yeah, start spreading the field, um it becomes really, really hard to stop the gaps. Mm-hmm. You're always better off just having a normal field. And just a norm- and bowling to, your normal and plans. And so if, if you just put everyone to the boundary, these guys just, then they'll go, I can pinch a single when I want to, then I'll hit a six when I want to.
2: Yep, right. As
1: opposed to, I'm going to keep you on dot, 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 dot. um, Like, you know, you've heard coaches. I've coaches say, oh, "Look, you need to attack them. You don't go into a defensive mindset when they have, when they're attacking you. You attack them with a the plan. Yep. You don't try and defend runs because in cricket you can't defend runs when this is happening."
2: So it's lucky that we've got it. you on. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't have the answers, but i just. It's, a, it's I mean,
1: I, my, my figures have looked like the West Indian many times more times <laughs> <than> that.
2: <laughs> that's right yeah. they look like Kimah Roaches in the first innings at times as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but look I'm looking at their squad right yep
1: I, can't, I literally can't see a batter they've got plenty of bowling resource like they've got Raymond Reaper and All-Rounder they've got Chima Holder who's a bowler mm-hmm. um they're, they're really batting options are Raymond Reaper, all rounder, Raheem Cornwall, who can back, but he's predominantly a predominantly yep. He's a bowler. spinner. Yep. And uh, Tamara's playing, Shamar's playing, John Campbell's playing, Braithwaite's playing, Holder's playing, Blackwood's playing. The backup batter is Nkumbra Bonham.
2: So so, but, so really I mean, what we're saying is that the, the chances of uh, a change in the West Indies squad is quite minimal, really, with what they've got. I mean, they might look at the bowlers, but then with what the assistant coach has said, he's quite comfortable with the way that the tits performing and pulling up after the game, even after the workload that they've played. So, the, so we're basically looking at the West Indies squad being the same. The England squad's probably going to remain the same because they've won, but you've got the element of Joffre Archer becoming available. Do you, do you slot Joffre Archer back in? For uh, let's see who's it gonna be. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, look, let, let's finish on the way things, right. I've just pulled yep. up the stats. His first, he's played 71st last games and he averages 27. Yep, right. You would not in New Zealand, you would not be playing 71st last, let alone 70. You wouldn't even be playing 30 if you're averaging 27. First class case, let alone make the test side the at an average of Yep. And if you say, okay, well, maybe he's an all rounder, he's played 69 games and he's got 45 percent So, hardly quantifies, qualifies as an all rounder. <laughs> so yeah. I, he must have obviously had a fantastic domestic season, like the one just gone by, which
2: would explain his selection.
1: But I definitely wouldn't be putting him in the firing line against English in England.
2: I am basically what I what I'm hearing is it's yeah, the the, the the team that's played the first and second test is the one that'll roll out for the third.
1: I'd put the i the same the same batting order and I'd put yep. the iron I'd i back John Camora say, mate, we're we pick you up with all back here. But put yep. some back on Braithwaite, Chase and mm-hmm. Hope and say, Hey, you're the big boys of this team, you need to step up.
2: Yep, step up. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say. So you basically, you're basically, mm-hmm. pick, picking them and saying, like, we've, we've given you another shot. Now, make it worth it.
1: Yeah, and the only option I'd look at again is maybe drop Joseph and carry Raheem Cole because Chase yep. picked up poles, not best picked up poles, so Raheem Cole might just give you a better control on the game,
2: mm-hmm. and just see if you are Let's face it, and we all want to see Rakeem Cornwall out there as well. <laughs> yeah. For all the right reasons, yeah. For all yeah. the right reasons, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, So moving on to England, so what are we looking at? Are we looking, who who we, um, now I've got to bring up the uh, the list again. So we're looking at, I suppose, is it Curran or Wokes that gives way for um, Archer? Uh,
1: I'm
2: I- guessing it's Curran.
1: I reckon it might be both. But then, is it Anderson going to come back? Yeah, exactly. Oh, good point. So it could be both of them. I would
0: say Anderson, Broad,
1: and Archer would be a bowling attack. I think their best side is Archer, Broad, Anderson.
2: Yep. Well, interesting you say that because Jimmy Anderson just came out overnight saying that he he still feels that the strongest English bowling attack is one that includes um, Stuart Broad and himself in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Archer Absolutely. is a 90 mile an hour. You don't need that. Was the era Stokes made by going for wood and Archer? It, Archer gives you pace and it gives you fire, like you wouldn't believe. So, there's no need for another spray gun. Oh, so you just hold yep. gas and nothing else. Yeah, so,
2: so you basically
1: you, you, or you, at
2: the time, you, you got ju- you, you. You're down the other end. You're jumping and bouncing around because Archer's bowling at you. Um, you you're going to get even if Archer doesn't pick up the wickets because you're not scoring off them. That means that you're trying to score off the other end, and that gives the ball, um, whether it's Anderson, Broad, or whoever, uh, um, even more opportunity to pick up wickets because they're looking to score off you. Well,
1: I don't think looking to score off you, but I, yeah, I wouldn't say looking to score off you. You'd, it's a very different style. Like Archer with his height. You could pretty much play a good length ball. I'm never face to guy of his caliber, but I'm guessing of with his height you could play most balls from the crease or from the back foot. Yeah. Right? Because of the pace and the bounce he generates. Then the following over, you've got Broad and Anderson that are trying to draw you forward. So you're going from your weight going back, sitting back, the weight having to push forward. Then the following over you're from forward to back. So you're being pushed around. Just yep. with their style of operations. But Sam Curran and folks and Anderson just all pitch it up. You know, majority is pitch up, get wickets kind of so so it's much the my same
2: One thing, um, uh, oh, jeez, I, I think it was um, Atherton or, I think it was Atherton. No, no, it wasn't Atherton. Oh, I've forgotten who it was. Basically saying that he'd like to see all their new fast bowlers, basically uh, Mark Wood, Ollie Pope, and Joffre um, Archer, Playing in preparation for the next year's Ashes series. That's that's an
1: interesting pick from you, Ashwin. Ollie Pope does well for five foot four as a batsman. Oh, sorry. Their- oh, oh, there's <laughs> too many
2: Ollies in the team. My bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they've already got one five foot four guy bowling, seamer's left arm
2: Sam Curran. <laughs> Curran. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll leave it at Ollie. So I'll say Mark, Ollie, and um Joffra. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: No, they've also got that um the bloke with the South Asian descent. I think that he's rated really highly. Um, Who's that? I don't know his name. It's oh like, yeah. Uh, I think it's a Muslim name. Like uh, a he's a pan like a person of e South Asian descent. Is,
0: he he is in the, he's the squad.
1: He was in the test squad in South Africa, I think. Or he oh, came okay. to New Zealand on their tour. Yeah, um, right. but
2: yeah he's rated really highly.
1: But yeah. right. Well, uh, I guess yeah. we'll
2: find out. Unfortunately, we'll find out more overnight in terms of the... Um, they usually pick a 13 that they're going to pick the 11 from. So we'll uh, hear overnight what's... Um, tomorrow morning, what, uh, what lar- larger squads they're going to pick the 11 from. And um, we'll see what happens. The... Um, weather then Manchester is um, not looking exactly great for the test match starting tomorrow so looking tomorrow they might actually finally get a test match away on time possibly there is a slight chance of rain but um, basically uh, Saturday it might be another Saturday washout um, and then the other days have still got um, some level of precipitation forecast uh, <laughs> within the rain, within the test so um, it could be another interesting time in terms of weather. Uh, for the third test as well so hopefully we don't have uh, we we get enough play to get a result so we can get a decide the somebody walking away with the Wisdom trophy good old english weather right eh, in the summer good old good old english weather yeah. well so moving along that's uh, i think I mean, unless you guys want to add anything else about the um the third test or anything you saw in the second test we'll move on to the 3TC yeah go on Yep, okay, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, the 3TC. Here we go. I'm just going to bring it up on screen again. So, just the summary of those the 3TC. 3TC stands for three team crickets. Yes, three teams playing one game of cricket. The match is played with eight players, the three teams having eight players each, and there are 36 overs played into two halves so they do actually have a half time they'll bowl 18 overs they'll have a half time break and then they'll bowl another 18 overs each team gets to face 12 overs per so that's 12 overs per teams now that 12 overs is not from one team that you face you face six from one team and you face another six from another team so you actually have two innings effectively there they bat and bowl to one opponent in each six-hour. So just what I've sort of said, and then the seventh wicket. If once the seventh uh, wicket is gone down, the not out batsman can carry on batting alone, but he has to take twos to get back to his home, to get back uh, to his crease. Uh, max overs three per bowler now. The three per bowlers, as mentioned, you've got two innings of bowling that you do, two lots of six overs. So you can bowl two in one set of six, and then you've got one and left for the other set of six to the other team. Or you could bowl three all in one over, uh, one innings, I should say. So that's obviously a tactics scenario there in terms of how you will bowl uh, your bowlers through. And then the winner is of naturally, as per any normal game of cricket, the team that gets the most run gets the gold. The uh, second most uh, highest team gets the silver. And third gets bronze. So that's how very quick summary of how 3TC cricket is played. Now, if two teams are drawn on... The same amount of runs at the end of their 12 overs at the end of the match there is a super over that is played so you can actually have a super over um we love super overs don't we and (laughs) um (laughs) and also you can actually have reduced um overs as well if there is rain interruptions so in a nutshell The basics of it, that's 3TC cricket. The game was there was a match of 3TC. The first one played in South Africa just over the weekend. As I mentioned in the news, uh, I'll just go back to the three teams' names. It was the Eagles, the Kingfishers and the Kites. And um, basically I watched the first half. As I mentioned, they bowl 18 overs, have a break in it. I watched the first half and this is probably going to sound a bit harsh and Taryn will pull me up on it because I know he does that sort of thing. It's just like, it, wrong teams playing, wrong country. They're not exactly the most um, innovative batters out of South Africa and um, they didn't take it. They played traditional cricket shots that went straight to the fielders. There was no ramps. There's no scoops. There's no. There wasn't a lot of anything and it was actually watching it, it wasn't, It was okay. It was okay viewing. I won't say it was bad. It wasn't poor. But you were expecting to see massive scores, but they didn't eventuate. In fact, off six overs, they were getting scores of 50, 55. So the one innings that was of note was A.B. de Villiers, and they ended up scoring something like 80 off um, a, um, a bundle of six overs, which basically won them the game. So... Yeah, it's, it was an interesting game. I think there's a lot of opportunity to be innovative in the way that you bet, in particular. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't really see that. But um, yeah, boys, what what do you think? I mean, I'm not sure even if you didn't see the 3TC, what are your thoughts on this format of the game?
0: Yeah, I, I, I watched a little <laughs> bit of it. I watched a little bit of it. But um, yeah, nah, not for me, to be fair. Yep,
2: I think it's too much. Um, not sorry, yep, yeah, too
0: much. Know, like you said, there's not enough razzmatazz, but there is uh, too much having to think about it and who scored what and how much do you need to get to beat one opposition versus the other, that type yep. of thing.
1: You yes. Know, uh, um, it's
0: complicating a simple game in a way,
1: yeah. It's, I'd go, I'd take it a I'd strip it a level back and ask them, I would ask, I question what papers of this competition. List. It's a bit like the 100, right? Like, what are we trying to achieve out of it? Are we trying to simplify the game? Are we trying to make the game more attractive and appealing? Or I don't know. It's almost as if, oh, let's come up with something new because everybody else seems to be doing something new and doing it really well. Come up with their own little way of doing it. But yeah, i I'm not sold on it. It'll take a bit more for me, and it doesn't help that there's no crowds there, right? And so you don't really, there's no real, it's kind of the live feeling of like, no atmosphere. Really well, or if it's just, as yet, not painful.
2: Yep. So I'm um, mm-hmm. I, I sort of thinking from, from my mind, it, it was, I, I don't know if it's an international format. But I can see some benefits around there at school, schoolboy or school, you know, school level cricket. I should say school gold level. Gold school bronze. Bo- What's that,
1: sorry? The, the awarding of gold to bronze, that's great. Right. So it's like you get a participation certificate, everybody going to show them a winner.
2: Yep. And, and the fact is that the continuity of um, involvement in the game, um, because it's six overs, then you change over, you're doing something. And so, you know, with smaller numbers, um, you don't have to have the, the, the you know, get to the 11 cricketers as well. And then, you know, you only got three teams sort of thing. So I, I can see some value in that at the junior grades. Um, but then with us having something like T20, I, I can't see the value in something like this. Um, I think I was excited to see a bit of cricket <laughs> because mm-hmm. we, we haven't, it's like, being, at the moment we're excited to see any live sport really. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was fun to sort of sit down and watch a bit of cricket, but um, I don't oh, know no, if I'd yeah. be able to sit there and watch a lot of it.
1: I mean, like, I, I think there's pro- – I mean, I, 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 get, I get some of the thinking behind it, but there's probably simpler and better ways to do it. I mean, you know, if somebody copies this idea that I'm going to put out there, then I hope um, Paul goes in there and says, hey, it's actually our idea, so you can have pay us royalties. But um, I think um, you could easily have a competition like this, like a cricket game, two-team two competition, 11 aside. However, you have a batting 11 and a bowling 11 like baseball. Right. And you have specialist fielders. So you could have guys started like Andre Russell, who's knees he's going to hold up, but he's a fantastic hitter, Chris Gale. Uh, you name it, right? You, you could, a team can be stacked with these players. Um and then the bowlers because we know they can't field and they're a bit of a liability for most teams to carry. So well actually they're just they're the sluggers. And then when the bowling, you have your Sunil and Rhines and Malengas and all of those. They just bowl and they come off. Yep. Or they stay on for that period. And then you have your right like amazing fielders. The guys who can do some, I don't know, like cartwheels and stuff. Those kind of <laughs> fielders. So, you've Specialist got an exhibition like it then, a bit like baseball, you're starting to specialize in areas and that could probably make better viewing, like serious cricket hitting, serious bowling, like it's showing off of different
2: skill sets. Yep, at, at the highest level, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's the, a, the, adding to that the, format. We, I mean, like
2: if you did something like that, I mean, Simon's mentioning increasing it from three teams to four teams. Does it make much of a difference, or basically, it's really just about getting this specialized teams on, isn't it? Mm. But you'd think, yeah,
1: specialized teams I think would simplify the game as well. And if you let's say from an ICC perspective, you want to take the game to the states, it'll resemble a bit more of baseball yep. to make it attractive for them. This one, this one just complicates and makes it even more
2: scientific. Science adds more science to a game, which is already very complicated.
0: Complicated,
2: mm. yeah. I mean, like one thing for my mind. I mean, like you were watching the game, you're sort of trying to get your head around it a bit. As Rohit was alluding to, yeah, you, you know, the commentators were continuously explaining what's going on, sort of thing. And it's just like I said, complicating a, a um, something that doesn't need to be so complex. And then they threw to a um, an extended long break and it's just like it just broke the whole momentum of it for me and it's like, oh well, I'm off the bed now.
0: And so that's when um, I went to
2: bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you only explain something, you know it's not a good product, eh? You What's it say say that again, sorry? If you have
1: to explain something. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, like it's like an Apple point. Why do people like it? It's simple, it's the same no matter what point you get. It's the same software. <laughs> hey Absolutely. i just had a left
0: field and out of interest
1: yes how do they decide who batted first
0: and who bowled first and who stood in the sidelines They didn't draw. They
1: had a no yeah they had a ball draw
2: yep.
0: a ball so, draw
1: ball
2: draw yeah. so the ball draw they had three balls in front and it's just like you picked the, the ball had a number on it that number um equated to a, a an option so one team walked up, picked the ball and it had number one on it. Okay, number one is your bowling first. Okay, uh, okay. So next person picks up. Oh, you oh you picked up number three. Oh, you are in the dugout because they called it the yeah. dugout. And then it's like oh yeah, so that means that you last last team's got number two. You're batting.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, it, I I enjoyed the bat flip more than this. <laughs> 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 Those <was all> <laughs> Yeah, okay, they did
2: that in the big base, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. They did the bat flip from oh, the Big Bash. Yeah, that, that's cool. That, that's <laughs> a good uh,
1: yeah, This kind of thing, I reckon, they should bring in double plays. Double,
2: double plays, fire. yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that one. We I think play... that was
0: into American baseball or something?
2: <laughs> no, I was, I was actually watching uh, um, an old school game, the old WSC game game. Um, and, and it's just like they they ran they ran the batsman out. He was because he was he had sacrificed himself. He wanted to get um, the hitter back down to the um, w- the striking end. So he sacrificed himself. So they got him out that end. But I reckon they they could have got the batsman out as well easily. Yeah, well, I mean, so a kind of double play should be an should be an option.
1: Oh yeah, I thought about another thing, and man, like I've got ideas. Um, <laughs> let's say you're playing a twenty twenty game, right? A bit like you know they've tried everything they've tried power plays and this and that right you should be able to allow, you should be allowed to call an over. Well first they should allow for timeouts. I know it lengthens the game but it allows for you to put advertising in there anyway so it's a win win. Imagine if they allowed you to say let's say we're playing a twenty over game and you hand pick an over and go in the middle of the game you can say you have to give a two over notice and you go in the 16th over, you can say, right, I call power play over 19. Any runs you score in that over, when you call it, is dub- worth double.
2: It's like a joker. Throw the joker in yeah. there. Yeah. So you're
1: chasing a score, so you are never out of the game, right? we are chasing a score of 40 or two overs, yep. and you've held your power, power play over. You can throw it in there, try and catch 15 and make it
2: 30 with 10 to win off the last. Yep. Yep. Would you would you would you play it would you play it in the first six, like IPL? You play it in you, the first six. It. Yeah, yeah, because I mean you, you didn't it by calling it up front. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But speaking speaking of um IPL, um Simon Simon asking, is there a chance of the Big Bash and the IPL uh, being played at the same time? I, I would say a big no to that. Um, no, I don't think there's any chance because Big Bash is basically over our um our uh, summer period from sort of November through to February, and IPL is generally around the sort of April timeframe, Taren? Would that be right? Yeah.
1: Well, I think someone's referring to this one this year because the IPL window for um, 2020 is now October, right? September, October? I think that's what he's probably talking about.
2: Yeah, no, he is actually. He's yeah. clarified. He's he's meaningful this year. Yeah, and um, if
1: the ECB don't get the act together and people's paperwork doesn't move around, it easily get it'll easily get pushed further and further into November and December, which might coincide with Big Bash. But I think the two parties have good relationships, and they'll probably make sure it doesn't get in the way of it.
2: Yeah. Well, the yeah. other thing is that I, 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 my, but my I, understanding yeah. with the um. IPL is that they're just waiting for the beast uh, for the Indian government now to approve it, and then basically they're all... Nah, they're Sorry, say that again?
1: Emirates government has to approve it too. Emirates oh, oh, right, okay. Yep,
2: yep, I okay.
1: they have to approach all the other bodies and get them to be released. And if you've got, I don't know, like uh, let's say South Africa has got a bit of COVID hit, would Emirates
2: yep. allow for the South Africans turn up and the Indians yep. turn up. Mm. I, I'm sort of thinking, though, I mean, like, you know, I think when we look at the um, um, England, West Indies and, and Pakistan and the way that they've managed the uh, quarantining process, um, you know, quarantining before you leave and then quarantining once you get there as well, I think there's some good examples of how it can be done and achieved. So, as long, you know, it's good that there's been some um, precedence because uh, that's a great word for these times, precedent, um, has been set um, to be able to follow. Um, so you'd hope that, you know, that that could be followed. And again, those players that need to come from around can get there. The the issue um, that could be, and this is this is something that could affect the Women's World Cup and why that might need to be shifted, is that if a player has to transit through another country and doesn't have a direct flight to get to UAE, that would be the issue. That would be that could be an issue. Mm. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Emirates flies
2: most places, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emirates Dubai, do fly most places? Yeah. I think even at the moment. Yeah. yeah I, I think they're, they're, they're even flying. flying to Auckland at the moment. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I mean like most of the the uh, I suppose the Caribbean. If there's some players in the Caribbean, I'm not sure whether the, there's any issues matter. there. But yeah, I mean, like, but your Pakistan's and your um India, you're going to get Emirates flights from there, aren't you, to Dubai?
1: They could probably drive there, I think. Yep. From India and Pakistan, they can just drive there.
0: <laughs> to drive?
1: Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> they don't get lost like those two ladies got lost in the road.
0: <laughs> You're bringing it back to there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's been missing for a couple of weeks. To my mind, though, I'm pretty confident. It just seems like every, you know, VCCI generally get to make things work, don't they? They get what they want. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll make things work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you want the catch, doesn't fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's worth so much money to them that they can throw a bit of money around to make it happen. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, thinking, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you can you can tell them when you catch up with them. <laughs> he thinks it's, uh, big income no. from Mexico to America. I think. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me um look um we've sort of gone the hour but i I suppose we've got enough time because we always run over anyway um just just so we go over it i mean as mentioned in the news t20 um world cup has been shifted um i'm just going to bring up oh there we go so t20 has been shifted um postponed i should say not shifted but postponed to t20 to 2021 now there was going to be a, um, a T20 World Cup in India in 2021 and that's so that date not that tournament that date has been shifted to 2022 so we'll have a T20 World Cup in 2021 and a T20 World Cup in 2022 now you would think that Australia would be 2021 India 2022. no that's not the case they need to go through the finances and the financial implications and the viability of each tournament uh, in those locations, at those in those years, um, before they make a decision, so it is quite feasible that India could be now 2021 in Australia 2022. Those two countries will actually host those two World Cups. It's just the order that is to be decided that that will be hosted. Now the other um, factor into that is that the 2023 50 over World Cup ODI World Cup is in India in 2023, and that's the um, the uh, scenario that has to be weighed around um i think i believe in terms of india want to i think move to the t20 world cup in 2021 in india and therefore australia 2022 i hope that made sense and did that come through so yeah yeah so um basically it looks like the 2021 2022 t20 world cups and then 2023 is the 50 over world cup where new zealand will finally take it and um and and then the women's one as as i just alluded to so at the moment the women's world cup which is planned for february in new zealand uh 2021 is still being planned as it's going ahead in february 2021 the the issue that they're having is the logistics of some countries where they will have to transit um to get to new zealand so they can't do their quarantining as what pakistan and west indies did quarantine two weeks before they leave and then quarantine two weeks once they land in new zealand so that's the work that's the issue that they've got i think if they come up with a solution to that there's no reason why the women's world cup can't go ahead in february of 2021 boys your thoughts on all that did you get it (laughs) totally lost you yeah. <laughs> you just had lots of years being thrown around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I definitely think next year will go to India. Yep. And then it'll go to Australia the following Australia. year. Australia. Yep. Yeah. So here's my question, right? What's your question? Right. So put it outside. Actually, you should tweet this out from Swing from the Hip to ICC and ask a question. So yep. if the competition next year goes to. India, yep. Technically, it's a new competition, right? This com- this tournament has, I think, like 12 established teams and four teams that qualify through.
2: They right. qualify
1: to Australia. So, does that mean for India, a new set of qualifiers need to take place? Like PNG qualified yes. for Australia yes. for the first time, yep. So, yep. is it the same set of teams going across, or are you looking at a all-rounder qualifiers, et cetera, because technically, not that PNG would argue, but they might say, well, hang on, we deserve to be there. And if you look at it from their perspective, they might have an ageing side that may be beyond their best in 2022. And 2021 is where they need to build to. Yep. So what no, absolutely good point. I
2: mean, that's a very valid point because um, the 2023 um, 50 Overworld Cup was actually initially um, for earlier in the year, March, I believe off the top of my head. It has now been shifted to October, November of 2023. And the reason is, is because qualifying matches at the moment aren't taking place and they won't be able to be completed before the earlier window of 2023. So therefore they've shifted it to allow for the qualifying matches to actually be completed. So that's that's a valid point. And um, yeah, remind me, send me the wording, remind me and I'll put that on our page and add it to um, ICC
1: Yeah, go on, I'll do it it. (laughs) Yeah, that's one but the other thing I thought of was obviously with the size, Women's World Cup in New Zealand there's been a lot of advertising around roles and jobs, right? A lot of jobs have been advertised a lot of people have must have picked up those positions Right having given up their own positions, they would have taken up a year or two's contracts, right? Yes, yes, yes. But As you do that, with World yeah, Cups coming around, yeah. yeah. When that gets banned, a whole bunch of people in, under in this economic climate have given up their jobs to go into a program that has been ghosted. It's not going to exist. It's not going to happen. So what happens to their jobs? Yep, yep. You know, somebody who's got a pretty stable job going oh no cricket is my passion here's my opportunity here, i'm gonna yeah, take here's this. my resignation Lita. here's here's my resignation because i've now picked up a really cool contract gig and here here here's where i'm going bang there's no more tournament oh oops i've just handed it in ashwin well done on that burp and muting
2: yourself thanks man <laughs> Okay. I, I, I'm having <laughs> a bit of practice at it during the show. <laughs> I'm glad you found the mute button after 14 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm old. Don't hassle old people, okay? You know, that's that's you you're being ages. Do. Being ageist
1: yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I just I was curious about those people because you know I I subscribe to Seek for whatever reason. All these jobs come up oh that's cool oh wow it's a contract only some poor guy who's reliant on that might get news in a
2: few weeks time going yeah sorry mate it's been deferred yep <laughs> absolutely but in saying that obviously it'll, it'll depend on when it's deferred too right if it's if it's um if it's deferred to the end of 2021 they might be able to work with that but um if it's a year then that's a big big ask isn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah yeah interesting.
2: Things to consider. Mm. That's it. Well, another thing we can ask the ICC on that one.
1: <laughs> Reach
0: out. Reach out.
2: <laughs> oh, they might take good I look. Um. I, I suppose that's. Uh. We 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 better wrap it up there. And. Um, Th- thanks, guys, for uh, coming on the show tonight, and thanks for everybody in the that have been in the chats rooms and the um, posting the comments. Um, and really appreciate those comments coming through. So um, keep them coming through in the shows in the future, and we like getting them in, and so that we can have discussion points coming out of those chat rooms. Once again, thank you to everybody that's tuned in, and that will be li- listening to this on podcast because we've got many. Many ways to download your post podcast and listen to this show at your leisure, on your way to your commute, on the way to work, whenever. Remember, there's many shows on New Zealand Sports Radio. Monday nights, we've got the uh, Driving More show that discusses all the issues around rugby. We've got Wednesday night, we've got the standoff, which talks about league and what's happening there. We've got, obviously, the greatest show on New Zealand Sports Radio. I'm a bit biased there, but Swinging from the Hip on Thursday nights at 8 p.m., We've got the preview show for Super Rugby and AU and Aotearoa happening on Friday nights. And then we've got the review show on Sunday night for everything that went down over the weekend with Super Rugby. But make sure you join us again here at 8pm on Swinging from the Hip right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. And we'll see you again next Thursday. Thank you.